0: This is your boy, Ossoff, here at Riding the Bench. This week's episode, me and Justin are going to dive into some early season yearly award guesses. We're going to give your best takes for comeback player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year. We'll even get into some MVP discussions and quite possibly, most definitely, Super Bowl predictions. With that, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride at Riding the Bench. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Riding the Bench Podcast, home of the underachieving football player. Shout out to
1: all the subpar athletes out there with a great mind for the game. This is your show. So, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today.
0: That's right. And if you haven't checked us out already, check us out on Instagram at the Riding the Bench Podcast with a K instead of C in the word podcast. My name is Asif. Across the camera for me is my boy Justin, and today's episode we're gonna give you preseason predictions for comeback player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive player, MVP, and lastly the Super Bowl prediction before mm. the season begins. Mm, indeed, Just I know. Just in time. Right? Just in time. Hey, man, never on schedule, but always on time, right? So, so we do with that justin let's start the show off with the first topic comeback player of the year a very interesting award as you speak like you said it's a very it's a narrative award right you have to have some sort of backstory where you have to overcome some sort of failure or some sort of like terrible year that you had previously and then you come back and you showcase why you are in the nfl so with that justin is there anybody that you would feel viable To be comeback player of the year. Well, as you were saying,
1: when you look at the field for this type of thing, right? Mm. You're looking at two people. You're looking at people who kind of are not good, and now they're in a situation, right? Because at the end of the day, only so many people are actually going to qualify for this award. This is what I was figuring out as I was even going through it. And I'm sure I might miss a couple names. But if I were to take one stand on it, Mm. which I will do first, and then I'll discuss the rest of my field. Or maybe I'll let you take a stand. Sure. And then we'll discuss the field. doesn't matter. I am going to say, I'm going to give my fun pick. I think Mitch Trubisky has a pretty good shot at
0: winning the award. That's a pretty solid one. That's a pretty solid one. Of
1: course it comes down to him keeping the job, right? And obviously all there could we just discussed that all of their quarterbacks have looked good in the preseason. Realistically, we don't know when they're going to pull the trigger on Pickett. But if Mitch Trubisky were to come out firing, I certainly don't think they would pull him out for no reason. So Mitch Trubisky is a guy that I think they have the weapons on the team and is just in a great position to win this award. Uh, and I think a lot of people are actually kind of rooting for him. I, that, that's at least the feel that I've gotten, just kind of looking around comment section, what people are saying. So Mitch Trubisky would be my pick. A little contrarian to start the episode, Asif, but that's where I'm at.
0: No, I don't think that's a contrarian pick. I think that's actually a very great and realistic pick for comeback player of the year. Um, like you said, he's had some tribulations in his previous, you know, stints in the nfl with chicago he's been tribulating he's been tribulating he's definitely been tribulating but trubisky is one of those guys who like you said everybody's (laughs) trubisky trubisky gonna tribulate yeah man hey (laughs) you're reading me like a book bro but um yeah that's that's a really nice that's a really that's a really good candidate much more realistic than who i'm gonna pick um even though i hate this guy uh, mm. I really had it down I, – I, I had it down to two players. I had it down to two quarterbacks. But the quarterback that I'm going to end up picking uh, most likely is going to be Jameis Winston. Now, the reason for that Whoa. is because I think, yes, the last time he was on the field, he had really good numbers. But uh, he's also coming off an injury. And a lot of people are kind of high on the Saints considering the Bucks are, like, getting hit with the injury bug, the Panthers. Yes, they got Baker Mayfield, who would have been the other guy that I might have chosen. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, so I don't think he's going to be a viable candidate, even though I think... Neither be... of those
1: guys came to mind for me. I don't have them on my yeah. list. Yeah,
0: no, I, of... I got you. Hey, look Good cho- I got you. choices, though. No, nice I appreciate that. It. I appreciate that, though. Uh, but with Jameis Winston, I think he's going to be the guy that, if he stays healthy, most likely can win that division for the Saints. They have the defense. They don't have Alvin Kamara for the first six games, I believe. So it's going to be kind of all on Jameis Winston and whether or not he can keep the ship steady. For the first few weeks of the year. They don't have Sean Payton right now. So they have to have, they have Dennis Allen taking reins at coach. So it's a whole different look for the Saints. And I think if he wins the division. And gets them to a playoff spot. He might be a guy that says hey. You know. Why not me? Why not me be the guy? Because he went from 30 touchdowns to 30 picks. The last time we saw him. To a guy that looked serviceable. In terms of his decision making. Right? So. Let's sure. see if that coaching stays with him. Let's see if it sticks with him. But uh, if I had to choose one guy who I think is going to put up big numbers where people are going to be reminded of how talented he actually is, uh, it's going to be a guy that I hate, and that's Jameis Winston. So that would be my comeback player of the year. Not necessarily realistic, like Trubisky, but certainly a guy I think that's In all very fairness, capable. there's
1: there's nothing any more realistic about Trubisky than Jameis Winston.
0: Why do you, <laughs> why fair. do you hate why do you hate him? I hate I hate the decision making, bro. I, his decision making I think is like terrible. It's awful decision making. You can't have that as a quarterback. Like that's just like my big thing. You can you fair could, enough. You you can be wildly inaccurate. Like you could be inconsistent. That's something that's fixable. You could be a guy that tends to run a lot as opposed to throw. That's fixable. Right? You can have bad mechanics, again that's fixable. But like decision making is something that's inherent in within you. If you have a if you're a quarterback that makes bad decisions, that just translates everywhere. And that's something that you don't want to be the head of your locker room in my opinion which is why Jameis winston for as talented as he is and he can throw with the best of them because he can he's got that kind of arm he also maybe believes he has too great of an arm and makes terrible decisions and he's had coaching in the past that kind of reinforced that bad decision making i.e bruce arians and stuff like that the you know risk it no biscuit type of deal right so um, huge biscuit guy oh big biscuit guy we love the carbs on this show that's why we rode the bench in high school. At least mm. I did. At least I did, anyway. You know? Yeah,
1: no, Biscuits definitely played their role.
0: Yeah. Oh, look at you with another bread pun over there.
1: Yeah. Oh, he didn't even realize. He didn't even realize. I'll pretend, did it. I'll, pretend, I'll pretend I did that on purpose. Yeah,
0: I know. He didn't even realize he did it, but good for you, Jay. Yeah. That's, a, that's a solid one. Uh, nice, man. Yeah. This
1: this brain operating in the background at all times.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. That's, it's all good. It's all good. But, yeah. So, you got your biscuit. I got Jameis Winston as my comeback player of the year. Let's just see how it plays out. Again, this is the preseason pick, so We have we have no clue what the hell we're saying right now. No clue. It's we don't still, know what's going to happen. Too, it's still too early because, like you said, Trubisky could be benched for Kenny Pickett if Kenny Pickett continues to play the way he has in preseason. And then Jameis Winston. I mean, you know, I just picked him because he's going to be the starting quarterback for a really good football team. So um, yeah, well, I'll go through some of the other candidates. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, that I
1: was going to consider because I didn't really lock one down until we basically got into the uh, flow here. of the episode, yeah, for those who here. didn't notice. I was feeling a little indecisive. I really didn't want to take a stand, but I did, and I didn't want to pick some of the more likely names, like Derrick Henry. I mean, eh, you know what I'm saying? What the hell, yeah. fun? Why listen to, Why listen to this if we're just going to say Derrick Henry, right? Yeah, I, mean, I agree. So I agree. It is, is what it is. You say, the listener, you listening right now thinks Derrick Henry. You know, it is what it is. Hey. So... Derek Henry, I think that Matt Ryan actually has a good shot. That's a pretty good uh, candidate, too. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a candidate. I think Russell Wilson, a decent candidate, even though he came back and played. He's kind of in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll get later in the episode as to why I think this is possible. And then Alan Robinson, maybe Dark Horse candidate mm, for that okay. award. Uh, I'm, I, I have a tough time with some of the quarterbacks out there thinking that he'll actually make a real push for it. But Alan Robinson's certainly a guy that has the narrative on his side.
0: In that yeah, regard. no, that's definitely that's definitely true. People forget how uh, talented yeah. Alan Robinson was because he was in Chicago. Now he's actually on a team that can utilize his skill set a little bit more with McVeigh, and he has all the talent around him. Where I think people are going to be reminded just how good Alan Robinson is. So that's the that's Agreed. a pretty damn good candidate. So what
1: OBJ was able to do when he went over there that, and. Uh, at these junctures, I mean, listen, you know, the conversation about OBJ is always this guy's a top-five receiver in the league, but the asterisk is always when he's healthy, right? Yeah, The right. question is, at this point, how can you even put that there? Like, how yeah. does that asterisk— So the question is, is Allen Robinson, because he's been on the field consistently, like, is the his version right now better than what we were seeing out of OBJ last year? Is he better than that guy?
0: Right. Because if he's
1: better than that guy,
0: they could, yeah, you, I mean, that's going to be problem. spectacular. I was about to say, Yeah, it's going to be spectacular. I imagine, yeah
1: yeah a hundred percent
0: a hundred percent so yeah.
1: he 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 for all you know, could end up coming out and pushing cups, not obviously the nineteen hundred split amongst the two, but for all we know, by the end of the season, Alan Robinson ends up being right there with him
0: yeah and i I definitely agree, I definitely agree and uh. <laughs> there's too much talent on the Rams and they're going to throw the ball. It's not like they're not going to they're not going to be a run heavy team. They're going they to should. chuck the ball. They they're going to, they're going to chuck the ball around and uh, Allen Robinson is exactly the type of receiver Matt Stafford loves to have on his squad. So, he's in for a big year and you might you might just be right. He might just win comeback player of the year. Who knows? But um all right. Well, with that, Jay, I think that's about all I got for comeback player of the year because we talked about James. You talked about yep. Mitch. You threw Allen Robinson out there. I threw Baker Mayfield out there just because he just won the starting job for Carolina, which is maybe an indictment on Sam Darnold more than it is a check mark for Baker Mayfield, even though I think he's going to do well in Carolina. Time will uh, tell. Time will tell. And that time is what we're going to have in a couple weeks, right? So let's go on to our next award. Let's go on to defensive player of the year award. This is a Yearly award that's like really tough to choose. Um, a lot of variables going to this, and I'm literally just gonna pick a guy who I think is just gonna be in the best position to not only have the most impact for his team, but also put up the best numbers to showcase that he had the biggest impact on his team, right? Because you can have a defensive player who has a huge impact on the squad, but doesn't necessarily get the counting numbers that he so richly deserves, right? So, like, a, i.e., I, a defensive tackle who clogs up running lanes and takes on two or three offensive linemen where pass rushers can eat right it's kind of tough to pick a guy like that but uh the guy who i'm gonna end up choosing uh is nick bosa for the 49ers now nick bosa for those of you who don't know maybe the best defensive end in the national football league he's he's certainly up there uh if you can't think of any other guy he has his brother uh joey bosa in los angeles another talented guy but i think based on where he is right now in terms of the squad around him, the situation, he's also going to be in a position where I think the 49ers are going to do a lot to not put their quarterback in a bad position. So they're going to rely on the running game like they always do. And they're going to trust in that, def- on that defense, particularly that front seven. And I think Nick Bosa is in prime position to really put a stamp on his career and add a defensive player of the year to his name. And then after that, the only thing he's going to be missing is just a Super Bowl trophy. And But listen, Nick Bosa is one of the best defensive linemen that we're going to see. And we're going to see him for a long time. I think he's going to have literally 15 plus sacks this year. I think he's going to be an absolute machine uh, coming off the edge. And I don't think anyone's going to be able to guard him. Um coming off that side. So, I got Nick Bosa with my Defensive Player of the Year. No really good reason why or why not, but that's who I got.
1: Well, you just laid out the reasons and they didn't sound too bad to me. I don't disagree with anything you said. Appreciate defensive it. Player of the Year kind of is just like one of those, you know, cares. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I yeah. bet, like, Honestly, like the person on the other end, when you're like, "Oh, they're going to get into defensive player of the year," you know what I'm saying? For all we know, it didn't even get to this part right now. So defensive player of the year is tough because I think everyone has their opinion of the best players in the league on defense, right? Yeah. Aaron Donald being basically the consensus number one, and therefore mm-hmm. he basically just wins the fucking award every year. Yeah, right. And when he doesn't, it's because someone else had, you know, T.J. Watt. Watt had a career
0: year. Yeah. In the yeah. past,
1: in the past five years, I think Donald has three. So, you know, it's just a matter of, like, is someone else going to have a fun season? You know what I'm saying? There has to be something. Because Aaron Donald is basically always just defending his, right? That's what it feels like in terms of the way they give out the awards. So it's Mm -hmm. like someone has to come out and become the story. And if they don't, it's just just defer to Aaron Donald, which may or may not be the right thing to do. That's really not what I'm discussing per se. But, you know, I think um, you look at division like the uh, AFC North, Mm -hmm. right, and you have teams like... Basically, everyone that's supposed to be better than the Browns. Right. Right? In yeah. that division. If they were to win a couple games and their pass rush were to kind of be the reason that you look at, I wonder if Miles Garrett works his way into this conversation. Mm, right. I wonder if he finds his way in here. If they win a couple games, they shouldn't. And then you look at them and you realize that Miles Garrett had a massive impact, whether it be quarterback hits, sack here, there, right? He has to show up on the actual stat, sack stat sheet. Yeah. But I wonder if he has a big time year and the Browns win some games they shouldn't, even if it doesn't involve, like, you know, them making the playoffs, even if it's just, okay, they spoiled this person's season, they won this game, that was kind of like, how did they win that? I think Miles Garrett ended up getting a good look, too, because at the end of the day, I just think your story has to just kind of beat out that that Thanos-like presence of Aaron Donald and how he's viewed
0: amongst those voters. No, makes sense. Definitely makes sense. And, you know, Miles Garrett is essentially good for basically a sack a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guy's an absolute... Like, like you play Madden, he's good for, like, three a game. Fucking, like, yeah. this, this guy breaks
1: his own record every season in my franchise. It's unreal, it, fucking it, dude. It, no, Literally just casually casually comes out and has, like, 28 sack seasons, and it's like, something happened. <laughs> like, you know, you're just like, hold on, Madden. Something yeah. went wrong here. I, yeah, you, right. you guys are simulating this. I'm doing 12-minute quarters, not 15-minute quarters, and something's still happening here. I
0: don't know. Oh geez. No, he is he is definitely I a freak, digress, though, man. No, no, yeah. but he but he's definitely a freak, man. He's um again, th- th- there's just so many defensive players, like you said, there's so much there's so much nuance in terms of like what goes into making a defensive player's I know f- stat sheet pop out, right? And like you said, it just kinda gets deferred to Aaron Donald because who else are you gonna give it to? It's Aaron Donald, right? The guy's literally just like the best defensive lineman in the NFL, right? Like who direct impact then, on the then game then right so so
1: much of it so much of it too comes down to how And that's not to not that this isn't the same both ways but i'd say mm. even more so of an impact visually on the uh, defensive side of the ball is like it just depends on how a team comes at you you know what i'm saying because like right. let's say you have a defensive end who's just destroying you know what i'm saying It's just like this is like you cannot come out here and run your normal game plan without this guy just blowing up the entire thing you're just gonna go away from them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure, that's technically the case offensively, but sometimes you feel like there's certain teams that kind of have their thing, and just because of the way the league is tailored towards the offense, that even it, it's really just you can't stop it. You can only hope to contain it offensively. I feel like more so on defense, you can stop a guy from sticking out over the course of a game mm-hmm. just by going away from them offensively. Because at the end of the day, you're in control of where that ball goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: No, no, that's you make that true. De- you make that decision. That's so def- that's definitely true. It's um. I think I think it was years ago where like Khalil Mack was like a problem and all you had to do is just run, run away from his side and you like took him out the game. So it's, 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 it's it of one of those things that's possible. Same with a corner. You can take him potentially out of a game just by knowing he's going to stick to one side. You could put like your C receiver on that guy and then have your other receivers cook, which is why it's valuable when a corner can move. From sideline to sideline and play in any position, right? So, like, it's definitely one of those things that you have to take into yeah. consideration when evaluating defensive players because, like you said, the way you play them, the way you get schemed, it could yeah. put you in and, a great and, position and, or it could put you in a bad position, you know? So, that's definitely. And to clarify the case. that
1: the, uh, teams going away from you, you are not getting those numbers, and then you are not being up for this award doesn't diminish your greatness. Exactly. In fact, it does the opposite, it does the I opposite think it does realistically. The opposite. But it's also judged differently because offensively, it's like strictly, you know, it, it is technically a numbers award. I mean, you look at Defensive Player of the Year, it's basically become a sacks award, right? Yeah,
0: essentially. So
1: if no one if no one has, but that's what I'm saying. So if you're going against a guy, right, let's say you're going to verse Nick Bosa, right? Mm. For example, you're going to verse Nick Bosa. He's having a fucking run over the course of the past month where he has like eight sacks. You, right. you, yeah. You're not, unless you're retarded. Whoops. You, you <laughs> slip, slip the R word in there. <laughs> is, is, is all right well it's out there it's in the ethosphere i yeah. like the word what do you want me do you want me to tell you i just get that right there just gave me that's it right there it's over yeah, it's I'm all not great. holding that one in anymore so unless you're like one of the i don't know it's just one of those things where i feel like you're like okay we're gonna run the ball today you know what i'm saying right like we're just not gonna drop back and give this guy the opportunity and sure you changed the entire way the offense has made the scheme but that doesn't show up in the stat sheet And again ultimately that's kind of what matters with these awards on some level yeah unless you're aaron donald because he kind of just has you know he is who he is
0: yeah just because he is exactly just because he is who he is and he just has too much of an impact on the game on both in both aspects whether it's pass rush or stopping the run right uh, Yeah. but yeah, no, you can you
1: know nothing you can know nothing about football or you can know everything about football at the end of the day those two people are both going to say aaron donald's the best defensive player in football it's just yeah then, just, it just is what agreed. it is like, it just what everyone's it is. agreed yeah everyone's agreed
0: yeah, yeah. He, he might argue be the best player in football you know like he's just one he's just one of those guys like some
1: just... people some people would like to say
0: that yeah, yeah he's, yes he's, no, just, no, but... he's just too mm-hmm. generational man it's like too much yeah um absolutely but yeah but yeah so i got nick boston we tried picking somebody other than Aaron Donald as defensive player of the year. Justin we're chose both, Miles yeah. Garrett. I chose Nick Bosa. Really, it's up to you know. Listen, to Aaron Donald up, might both, just win it again. Who knows? Like,
1: we're both rooting for Nick Bosa. Yeah, I said Miles Garrett has a chance, and that Aaron Donald's probably going to win it. Yeah, exactly. that right there just explained that entire four minutes. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Basically. So, yep. All right, so let's do a little bit more of a fun discussion, something that has a little bit, uh, not necessarily as much nuance as Defensive Player of the Year, but something that can have a little bit more of a fiery discussion. Offensive Player of the Year. A lot of our viewership is more into fantasy, so they're a little bit more in keen with the offensive side of the football, so they know a lot that, more of these guys. That,
1: that, that would speak for the entire NFL fan base.
0: Exactly, man. right? So with that, mm-hmm. Justin, Offensive Player of the Year. Is there anybody in particular that you have that is either an outlandish pick or do you have someone who's more conventional and you're like, okay, this is the most realistic outcome for offensive player of the year?
1: Well, I stayed away from QB, right? Because I feel like yeah. the league generally does, right? They get the MVP and, and you know, you kind of give the other guys a rub on this on this bit over here. So I'm looking at two guys. Okay. And I'll start with one. Sure. Why not Jonathan fucking Taylor, huh? Oh,
0: Why not Jonathan pick. Taylor? Hey, hey, listen, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. So, so Homer pick, you give me three guys you have
1: above him, right? Tell me. <laughs> so, Jonathan Taylor, when you look at, because I feel like Offensive Player of the Year, in many regards, is looked at, is similar to MVP in many ways, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. just the same way where it's like MVP is the most valuable to your team's success, Offensive Player of the Year is essentially that offensively, right? And so, if you're a receiver or running back, you're a quarterback's best friend. Yeah. Right? I mean, Jonathan Taylor is that guy. The Colts. I mean, if, especially if they have a big time year, it's going to be on his back. That's fair. So if the Colts were, to, if the Colts were to be great, I love Ryan, love the team, love the receiving court, Certainly won't be. If Matt Ryan throws for five thousand yards this year, we're going to be like fucking five and twelve. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Right. That that, that that's not going to be how this that's happens. Not, that's this gonna, that's
0: year. not going to win you games. No, exactly. we can't.
1: We can't. We can't do it that way. If we throw five thousand yards, it means we were we were losing. <laughs> so, right. I look at the Colts, considering I'm picking them to win the division Mm -hmm. i'm picking them to do it relatively convincingly all things considered i'm I'm doing 11 wins as the number for the colts right now 11 12 wins and i think with that if you have the best rushing attack in the nfl i do expect derrick henry to take a step back here and that's all it takes with where jonathan taylor's at in his career for this guy to be the surefire best running back Mm -hmm. so i'm going best the best running back in the league on the best rushing attack with a top seven offense I'm going to give that to Jonathan Taylor on the Offensive Player of the Year. Honorable mention, and just as likely, realistically, I'm just going with Jonathan Taylor for reasons mm-hmm. we all know. Justin Jefferson, I think, has a pretty yeah. good shot at this award this year. Mm-hmm. Especially if the – I mean, they threw the ball a lot, as is, so when they say like this is like a pass-friendly offense, yeah. I don't know what the last offense you were playing in was. Yeah, um, right. You know, it is what it is. You fucking yeah. drop fucking almost 1500 yards and like you know kirk cousins was out there fucking slinging it like freaking dan marino back in the day absolutely uh including losing the important in the important moments (laughs) but with that justin jefferson would be the other guy i'd say because i mean you'd assume that cooper cup has a regression i feel like it's the type of the award people like to cycle through i feel like people don't like to give this to the same guy twice yeah i might be wrong this is a gut feeling i might historically and be proven wrong
0: Right. No, no, because I, I tend to agree with it, because the guy that I chose was Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson is yep. in prime position to have the type of year where you look back on it, and you're just like, okay, this is when he, like, truly, truly became, like, the number one the receiver God, in God. football. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, even this first two years, we, see, we, we already see the progression from year one to year two, and... Justin, I know we haven't said this on the show, but you've been a guy who has done fantasy podcasts in the past, and you always tell me year three is always the year where wide receivers come into their own and they really showcase the type of receiver they're going to be for most of their career and yeah, i think you put that in the context of Jeff yeah justin jefferson's just yeah. right in prime position to prove just that he now has a coach that's offensive minded he's got everyone else around them they have the the quarterback who's willing to throw the ball they have the running game everything's there and justin jefferson i think he just came off a year where he had 1600 yards essentially um and again we had the extra games that acts adds to the numbers but regardless the guy's an absolute freak of nature outside of Devonte adams i don't know of any other receiver that you would want to have out other than justin jefferson i might even pick justin jefferson over Devonte adams that's how much i love this guy he can should I be honest with you can i yeah. be honest
1: with you one guy that belongs in there sure uh michael pittman any
0: mm. Anywho. <laughs> you, uh, Justin Jefferson is in prime position to win this award. Uh, not only is he going to be entering, uh, this guy threw in Michael Pittman at me. Oh, I didn't even your, know your response stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. You were it said it all. Yeah, I mean, hey,
1: you know, where you would have lost is if you actually tried to argue it.
0: No, them. yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, right, no, yeah. Cause, cause, listen, I love Michael Pittman. I think he's going to have a big year this year as well. You can see he's a lot better this year than he was last year, uh, just based on this tape. But he's just not Justin Jefferson, that's no knock on him. That's just the praise on Justin Jefferson. And, dude, again, like I said, outside of Devontae Adams, I don't know of any other receiver who I would want other than him. Like, I think the, the guy does it all. He can run deep. He can run the in route. He can go out. He can run the tree oh, across the middle, in the slot. The guy is just an absolute freak of nature, and he's got the size, too. So if you have to go into the red zone, he could do that. And, again, they're going to be in an offense where they're going to have to throw the ball because... I don't know the, the coaching staff that they had before with Mike Zimmer and stuff. They were a very run-heavy offense, and they tried to keep the ball and like keep Kirk Cousins like within himself and try to manage the game, so to speak. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think the Vikings are going to come out and really chuck the rock around because uh, they have a really pass-friendly offense. Even with Dalvin Cook, the guy can catch out of the backfield. So I think they're going to really chuck the ball a lot. And Justin Jefferson is going to be in a position where a lot of targets are going to go his way. And like you said, Cooper Cup's going to take a step down. He's not going to have a 1,900 yard season again. Like that's just not going to happen. And as great as you Co- hope, we hope not. Yeah, we not hope that not. Nothing that I'm, not I'm rooting against it. No, I got you. Game. I got yeah. you. Like it's it's yeah. just like unfathomable for him to have basically two years where he puts up nearly 2,000 yards a season. 800, yeah, 800, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, but Justin Jefferson, man, I wouldn't be shocked if he had close to 1,700, 1,800 yards this year with like double digit touchdowns. Uh, and be the reason why the Vikings win more games than maybe they should. Uh, so that's my guy. That's my pick. And I think at the end of this year, we're going to establish him as the best wide receiver in football. Uh, just there's, because, a da- there's a yeah, damn
1: good chance of that. You yeah. know? He's ascending, while Devontae, very slightly, there's actually no proof of this. All I'm using is his age, is slowly descending. Right. Just based off of history. No, no, no I frankly. got you. Yeah. Not based off of anything he's shown, in all fairness to Devontae Adams. Yeah. But based off of history, by the time year 2025 comes there's a very slim to none chance that Devonte would be better than justin jefferson yeah quite yeah frankly by the time the season's over it's going to be 2023 so who knows
0: absolutely yeah so um that's who i got as my offensive player of the year i think i just think he's he's just he's just ready to take that next step and i think we see uh i, I think everybody kind of goes into this season knowing who's going to be that guy justin jefferson is going to be that guy this year you're going to look at him you're going to be like oh shit he's here like, he, like, he, <laughs> that, like he's like that happened that yeah that yeah. happened right like like it, it's yeah. gonna be like that this year so um that... you have you
1: have me convinced that i'm gonna draft him above like everybody in fantasy
0: honestly right yeah dude that, that's, that's the guy i'm targeting man like if, if yeah. i had justin jefferson plus a slew of running, but you I'm, t-
1: happy. I'm happy. where would you i don't want to keep the episode unfocused per se but would you take him like over i mean we're right here the draft week's coming honestly yeah, Fucking, yeah. would you take him over like the derrick henry's of the world and stuff in the first round
0: Oh, that's tough. See, because I love me my slew of running backs. Uh, yeah, that's, but, what, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. But when it comes to Derrick Henry, though, I agree with you. I think this is a year where he. Not necessarily that he's going to take, like. Not, he's not going to lose get a step. By it. He's not going to lose a step per se, but, like, he's also not the most viable fantasy running back either. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just one of those guys. Like, you'll have, like, that great. Four touchdown game, a, a buck fifty, where he just burst onto like where he just absolutely just and you didn't and you didn't need it to happen and, and you didn't need it to happen seven. yeah exactly right so like yeah. it, no, it, it's one of those things so like. But with Justin Jefferson, you know exactly where he's going to get the ball. You know how many times he's going to get the ball. It's it's, it's consistent as it's going to be in the NFL. And they're going to be in a position where they're not going to be like one of those great teams where they're going to be up really big and they're going to run the ball. They're going to always be throwing the football. So like Justin Jefferson is going to get his targets. He's going to get his fair share. I think he's going to be the number one fantasy football, this uh, number one fantasy receiver this year. Like Cooper Cup was that guy last year. Justin Jefferson is going to be this guy this year. So if you, if you can get him. You're in a good position, honestly. I'm um, drafting him accordingly, yeah, frankly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If I can get him, that'd be great. All righty. So with that, we go from Offensive Player of the Year, Justin, to particularly, I guess, another version of the Offensive Player of the Year Award, but this is more delegated to generally quarterbacks. Every now and then, you get a running back or a defensive player in there. MVP. Now, this, this award is always something that kind of boggles my mind. We never have a clear-cut definition of what MVP is, but... Uh, As far as who's going to be the most valuable player this year, you had the first uh, knock at the other topic. I'll take this one first, if you don't mind, Jay. I have it between two guys, Um, but I think the guy that it's going to be a very conventional pick. But the guy that I'm going to pick is uh, Josh Allen from Buffalo. I think this is the year where, like, you know, the narrative is there, the media is behind him, like the guy is going to be just.
1: All right. All right. All right. Get to the good, get to the good soundbite. Asif. Come on. I've got Josh Allen here too. Who's your other pick?
0: Lamar Jackson is my other one. I think, Oh, there it is. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is my other candidate. If it's not Josh Allen, it's going to be because Lamar Jackson came onto Mm -hmm. the scene and put up some big-time numbers. I think there's a lot of talk about whether, like, uh, his contract disputes with the Ravens or whatever's going on over there. Uh, he really should figure that out pretty soon, though, because, you know. He deserves he, it. Does, he deserves every penny. Yep. But uh, there's a lot of talk about whether or not he can throw the football. I'm, listen, you and I have been critical of him before in the past, too. Where Incredibly he can't get, so. Yeah, correctively so. But I think this is also the year, like, he came into camp, a little bit bigger looks a little bit stronger than he normally does so i think he's going to be in more of a position to run the ball a little bit more and i think they're going to be a little bit more of the run-heavy offense but because they're because they're going to be a more run-heavy offense the head of that baltimore ravens attack is lamar jackson it's not the running backs it's not the receivers it's not the tight ends it's lamar jackson and whether or not you can contain him and i think because he's going to be a better position to not only take the punishment running the ball but they're going to have a lot more designed runs where he gets out of bounds where he takes easy yardage and then slides down i think he's going to be a lot smarter about his body this year because he doesn't have the big guaranteed deal just yet he's also going to be more efficient throwing the football i believe because i think that raven's defense is going to be a little bit better they're going to put them in better field position better field position is very friendly for a quarterback who's quote unquote inconsistent with throwing the ball and if that's the case Lamar Jackson's just going to be in a position where the offense is going to be taken by the horns from him. And John Harbaugh really wants this guy to win the Super Bowl. He wants to win the Super Bowl. I think the Baltimore Ravens are just in a position where this is going to be a special, special year for them. So outside of Josh Allen, based on narrative, I'm picking Lamar Jackson as my next candidate to most likely win MVP once again. He's going to remind the world just how special Lamar Jackson is.
1: All right. Well, if that's going to be the case, Asif, if you're going to go out there and say Lamar Jackson, let me give a prediction that makes sense. All right. so, so, of course, we, we, can, we can come out here and we, we can pick Josh Allen. Right. right? Yeah,
0: yeah, right. We most li- we most c- likely it's him for all of what it's worth. It's most likely going to be him.
1: It is most likely going to be Josh Allen, but that's no fun. You say Lamar Jackson. That would be my next candidate.
0: I say... Russell Wilson. Fair. That's fair. Russell Wilson's that guy too.
1: When That's you fair. look at this Broncos team, this is a team that last year essentially won some games against some, you know, weaker competition. Right? Mm-hmm. Listen, I like Teddy Two Gloves as much as the next guy. At this point, maybe even more. Drew Locke I, I hate. I think yeah, he's terrible. Bro, you see, right?
0: yeah, yeah. Put him You up, look put, at that Broncos team
1: lock, lock him away. They were, please. Yeah. please, please. They were not in the best position at a quarterback from the perspective of of a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't think I said that right at all. No. Point being is that they're going to go from a a cupcake. I said, (laughs) I'm going to give you a take. That makes sense. (laughs) So (laughs) They they go from essentially a cupcake team, right? There's no no big-time team, right? Last year that was scared of the Broncos, period. Mm, Nobody, right? This year... The reason I think Russell Wilson wins MVP, I suppose, goes in, in, along with some of the other predictions I have, which is that they win the AFC West and end up one of the top two seeds in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Okay. If that were to happen, there is nothing more clear than to give this award to Russell Wilson. The only thing that can thwart it is the potential of that of a Josh Allen just winning it. But then I think at a certain point, now Russell Wilson, as we discussed at the top of the hour here, at the top of the 30 minutes, yeah, that... Russell Wilson perhaps could be comeback player of the year candidate. Maybe he awesome. could work his way into that after some of that adversity. Some of the stories that were going on in Seattle. Obviously, he had his finger was out there, freaking crooked. Like the yeah. I've, I have no analogy for it, but it was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, It was one of those He just wanted to look Yeah, and he kept fucking throwing it. I mean, I don't know. I, listen, I don't know what to tell a guy like that. You know, some <laughs> people have no regard for their fucking life, but that's what it takes to be an MVP of this league. Yeah, fair enough. So. I look at Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez. All right. Can't lie to you, dude. I fucking smoked before. <laughs> I came into this episode pretty fucking high. Hey, It's so. all
0: good. Hey, it is, yeah. man.
1: Yeah. I don't mind it, actually.
0: No, no. It's all good. I don't good. mind the
1: vibe. I haven't smoked for one of our episodes in a while. Yeah, there you so, go. Quite a, quite a while. So... Russell Wilson's my guy because I think I'm just looking at the Broncos. I just have big expectations for the team this year. Yeah. And obviously the one difference that they really have when you talk about moving the needle in terms of five wins would be Russell Wilson. So I, mm. I think by the end of the season, we're going to be looking at this Broncos team as-, as a favorite to win the Super Bowl. And I think because of that, we're going to look at Russell Wilson, what he did.
0: No, that is definitely fair. And people forget just how good Russell Wilson is. A season Uh, season removed. uh, A season 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 removed where he literally came off 26 tubs and like, what, five to eight picks? I forget the number of interceptions. He basically like had the, he had like a good year and he played like, what, six or seven less games than every other guy. You know what I'm saying? Like people forget. Just exactly how elite Russell Wilson is. Top five quarterback in the NFL. Don't care what you tell me. Whoever disagrees, you can go kick rocks because he is up there. Because uh, the guy's got everything that you would want in terms of the intangible, the a... arm strength, the accuracy, the ability to move, the, the, the IQ, pre-snap, post-snap. And he, finally,
1: he finally has the gift of a fucking defense once
0: more. Yes, that's right. When's, Finally, yeah. When's the field, last time? field position and opportunity? Well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's when's, the la- when's the last time you saw Russell Wilson with a, a top fight defense? Oh yeah, that was in a That was like you know in two Dude, Super Bowls. Last time I saw him, off, you know, off what the saying? top like, of my head, the the last
1: time I even saw them have a quality defense was when Richard Sherman was on the back end of his fucking run there. Yep, exactly. Where he was still kind of like you know mid-tier, like you know above-average corner,
0: right. Yeah, and and that, Michael, that, that, it's been a while since they, that. They had Michael. They had Michael Bennett on the squad. That's a, that's the last time you saw Seattle with a good defense. You know what I'm saying? Like Michael Bennett's, you know. Oh, he, he, you're talking about you're talking about the tight ends, brother? Yeah, exactly. That's the that's more that's that's that's, that's, that's Telly Bennett, the tight end. Do you think?
1: Do you think with the Bennett's Do you think that you're more fit to say it's the the defense, Ben's brother, or this the
0: tight ends, brother? Ooh, that's a tough call. Because they both had, I, 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 I would I'd probably say, say the defensive end's brother. I would say brother. defensive end's brother. He was the better player. I think he was the he better was. player between the two. Uh, even though Martellus Bennett was a very entertaining lad. That was a very entertaining guy. But, Listen, we love we love entertainment. Yeah, but you got to play. You got to be able to play. And Mar- Michael Bennett was just better.
1: Yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, also part of better teams, too. Yeah,
0: that's true, too. That is true, too. But, yeah, the last time Russell Wilson had a defense was when Michael Bennett was in the league. And the last time Russell Wilson had a defense, he was in a Super Bowl. So and in position to basically win, to go 2-0 in the Super Bowl until that faithful, uh, you know, uh, what the hell is that guy's name? I forgot the, uh, Butler's name. I forgot his first name. Who? Malcolm Butler? Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. It shows how much I know about football, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot. We don't know shit. I don't know a damn thing. We we fooled you all. Quite possibly the greatest play in the history of defensive football, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, but yeah, Russell Wilson being a candidate for MVP, I don't hate it just because he is that elite, and he has a slew of weapons on the squad: two running backs, a coach that's ready to call plays for him that'll put him in the best position to succeed. Maybe in a maybe a better offensive line than he had in Seattle, even though Denver's isn't that great. But that defense, top five defense, I think it was a top two or three scoring defense in the league last year. And they had Teddy Two Gloves at quarterback, so you can only imagine with russell wilson you're gonna throw it at least two to you're gonna add at least you know seven to ten more points on the scoreboard you know what i'm saying so uh him being mvp i don't hate it but i got lamar jackson as my dark horse uh for that as well so now that we got that one out of the way justin we have one more preseason pick and this one is way too early to decide on, but we're going to do it anyway, because why not? It's the Super Bowl predictions that we have going into the season. Oh, 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 oh my goodness.
1: Here oh, we go. Oh, oh my, my. god! <laughs> oh, The
0: Super oh, Bowl yes. prediction. <laughs> oh.
1: well,
0: I don't know about you, Matt. I struggled with this one, but I think... I have one conventional Dude. pick that makes total sense, and the other one you're going to look at me sideways. But, mm. out of the NFC, just based on what was going on yeah. in the conference, and I'm not I'm not going to be a homer here because I don't think they're ready to get to that level yet, uh, I have the Rams. I have the Rams <gasps> going to the Super Bowl once again, but, but I do have the Eagles potentially being in the NFC championship game. I'm going to have to look at the landscape again of the NFC, but mm. i think what it all when it all comes down to it the rams are going <laughs> to get back to the big game against this team the baltimore ravens i just think they're in such a great position to be that team and to be on the map because people are overlooking baltimore and for decent reasons again you have questions about the quarterback and stuff like that but this team's going to come back fully healthy they won 8 games last year basically With like their third and fourth stringers on the squad... And now we're in a position where the offense is really now tailor made for Lamar Jackson to be the focal point. You're not going to have too many personalities on the outside at receiver. You revamp the defense. You address issues on the offensive line. This is potentially Calais Campbell's last year. Not that that makes a big difference in terms of how they motivate themselves to play this year, but that is a factor. He's a leader on that defense, and if it's his last stint, it so- gives them a little bit more oomph on the defensive side of the ball. They're getting back Marcus Peters. They're getting back Marlon Humphrey. They have all these guys uh i just think the ravens are in really good position to take the afc a a tough afc i might add a really tough afc but i think their style of play is best suited to counteract a lot of the high-powered offenses in the afc keeping them off Mm -hmm. the field making their other teams defense beat you and we all know teams like the bills the chiefs the chargers the raiders even the broncos maybe maybe outside the broncos the strong suit of their team is going to be their offenses. And I only say the Broncos may not go into that category just because of how elite that defense is. So uh, more likely than not, because Russell Wilson's there, they're going to be the reason that, that he's going to be the reason they win more than 12, 15, right? You know, so. Um, so but, uh, 15. Uh, 12, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like the 12 games out of the, you know, 17 that they play or whatever it is.
1: I do I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do you know, you
0: you have them doing really well this year. But I got the Ravens because I think their offense counteracts the strengths of their offenses, which is having the ball in their hands all the time. The Ravens, if they can control time of possession, I think they have the defense now that won't break like they kept doing last year. because uh, There was a lot of games where they were up and they would fold and they would lose the lead and then at that point no time left in the game for Lamar Jackson to even do anything. So I think the Ravens Versus the Rams in the Super Bowl, I don't know if I'm going to pick a winner just yet. I'm still deciding on that. I may let you choose your Super Bowl. Ask uh, what say, you mean? I'm going to let you Fine. say your Super Bowl teams, and then I will decide who's going to win because I will pick a winner. Uh, I'm still just trying to decide how I'm going to, you know, argue that. So
1: sure. All right. So after um, yeah, this is uh, this is a relatively tough one.
0: Russell right? so because... Story.
1: I was particularly in the, particularly in the AFC. Well, for, yeah, that too. But in the AFC, you have some, yeah. Right? yeah, just uh, the most spectacular teams in football coming out of the AFC. And then the NFC, you know, you just have a couple of standing yes. forces, right? That like you kind of know are going to be there in the uh, in the picture. So after some careful thought and consideration, I decided to. Um, I'm thinking that it's going to be Colts.
0: Oh, my guy! I freaking love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah.
1: So I'm looking at it you pick the Rams for a reason right so you have Matt Ryan in a similar situation not quite the all-star mm-hmm. team right that we have over there in LA of course Indianapolis not the bright lights quite the same way in fact in many yes. ways quite the opposite but you have Matt Ryan coming in a situation like LA right this is by the way no, not I know. <laughs> so so you have Matt Ryan coming, right? Yes. I'm a fan of the Colts, right? So Matt Ryan, yeah, yeah. We got Matt Ryan Super Bowl, and I'm a fan of the Eagles, and they got AJ, they got AJ Brown, right? Big so, deal. yeah, AJ Brown, definitely a guy that'll bring you to a Super Bowl. So, with that, my actual Super Bowl prediction, I was going to bring yeah. that way
0: further, and then while I was doing it, I was basically completely unnecessary. <laughs> so, hey, listen, we have big changes this year. It might be something different. We might see something special out on the field. You have to hold up the Eagles.
1: This is what I mean. I'd be elated. I'd be elated.
0: We got. If that's a Super yeah, Bowl, yeah, we got to figure something I out. I agree. That's that's too great to not yeah do something. But anyway. yeah. So
1: with that, I'm gonna pick. I like your LA pick. I think I'll go down to the championship game. Oh sure. I think they might be. And I think that in the NFC, I think it's hard for me to imagine Tom Brady coming back for this final season, not finding his way into the NFC Championship. It just feels feels like that's how that would happen. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. With that though, I think he'll lose to the Rams. I think Matt Stafford and this Rams team will go back to back and kind of put Tom Brady into retirement mm. twice. Then on the AFC side you have Buffalo because how can you not?
0: And then I have Denver. Right, you have you have them officially coming Oh, you have them in the championship game, you mean. Championship game and beating Oh, Michael. so you have them going to the Super Bowl. You have them going to the big game. So I have Denver That'd versus sick, the Rams man.
1: in the big game this year. Mm. And if I'm gonna make my pick, unlike you, I will, because I have some plums in between my legs. Awesome. Look at your face. So doesn't oh, make okay. sense, but all right.
0: <laughs> say what you gotta say. Say what you gotta well, say, right right. guy, because I know who I'm gonna pick. I'm picking Denver. Okay.
1: I'm picking Denver to take the entire fucking thing.
0: All right. I got the Rams. I got the Rams repeating again. I think they they. Yeah, yeah, I do got you? the Rams. Repeat. I do. do you I, do. I got the Rams repeating again. Uh, just well, let me t- let me wrong. tell you something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not only are you wrong, uh, you stink, and no one wants no one wants to hear that. Who the hell wants to hear that the Rams are going to win it again?
0: I don't know. I just said it. Whoever's listening to the show, they want to hear me say the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl again, and I think they're going to win the Super Bowl again. Who in the first of all, who in the NFC yeah. is going to actually beat the Rams? I don't think any. They're, they're already going to come in through the nfc as the best team they have already they're going to come into the super bowl game as a team that's been there done that they have they're probably going to have the best coach on the field they're probably going to have the best you know cornerstone defensive players on the field and if denver goes out there yeah you might say denver's defense as a unit is better but are do they have game wreckers like bobby wagner like aaron donald like Jalen Ramsey on the outside might make Russell Wilson have a tougher time throwing the ball, especially because of the way Aaron Donald, the way the pressure comes up, it's coming up the middle and you have to make Russell Wilson roll out, which is maybe ideally what you would want to do with Russell Wilson instead of keeping him a pocket, but who knows all point being aside out the addition of Allen Robinson with Cooper cup plus Cam Akers coming back with a full, you know, off season under his belt. And I think the continuity with the offense and Matt Stafford Again, with Sean McVay, I think that's going to be just a little too much to overcome for a team as great as Russell Wilson is with a rookie head coach, with a quarterback who's going to come into a new system, learn it, learn the. Young A young offense, I should add. Because they have Javante Williams, who's like 23. Jared Judy, Cortland Sutton. I think they're both younger than 26. So there's a, it's a young offense who may necessarily have not played in like a big, big game. If they get to that point, it's already an accomplishment. But I think it might just be a little too bright uh, for a team like Denver. And I think the Rams are just in the... They're just the best. They're coming back as the best team in the NFL, top to bottom. They made... Big changes across the board, and they have arguably the best talent or as, as far as, you know, being one of the top-tier echelon rosters in the NFL. So, Sean McVay, Matt Stafford in the second year with them, I think it's going to be too much for the NFL to overcome. I got the Rams winning once again, but I actually have them beating Baltimore instead of Denver. So, although Denver would be a much more entertaining game, I would say. But
1: the baltimore game would be fine and you know what your points are fair yeah. enough i can i can argue listen i mean i have the rams yeah i
0: because i think so. cause i think you agree like no. in terms of the nfc there's no team in the nfc no. that have done anything to make you say no. otherwise right like they're...
1: no yeah it's just and I, also I feel the... like a lot of the times it's mm-hmm. the case my one my one thing is that i feel like historically you're just putting yourself in a position where it's like if you pick a repeat
0: right. I mean, you know no i guess look look you're better off saying? picking the field in terms of doing a repeat right but like the bucks but like the, in the yeah. nfc the bucks their offensive lines decimated and the one way to beat tom brady is to pressure on him up the middle and literally interior linemen for the bucks are gone like they're not going to be there for the whole year
1: i know I, I just i just got a phone call from them the other day they were looking for some oh my. The center. They, they heard they heard i played and i did in, in between um said was a seventh and ninth grade. That, that you did. That's what that's what that's what that they that's what they had heard. That yeah. you did. Yeah, I did I didn't I didn't advertise.
0: It. Oh, so we had so it's a little little hometown uh little hometown prayer here over here, like, uh Mr. Coach Hart over there's just uh throwing your name out into the weeds over there, you know?
1: so some someone had to have said maybe Mr Brad mm. someone had to have said that I did decent at center because um point being is I got a call from Tom. Ultimately I told him, Listen buddy I said not for anything you're kind of old for this you know i'm really not sure oh. if i trust you to you know for, for me to come oh, out of retirement my. yeah i know you know to go play to go play there with yeah, you... you know
0: uh, well, what's listen, in it for me the guys got two of plums over here why would you want to showcase that to the whole world you know
1: well i'm out I'm, I'm out here i'm out here doing this show i, I want to play center i feel you box. on
0: that i feel you why 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 go to tampa bay with tom brady and all these great nfl athletes when you could sit down with me and talk about Super Bowl predictions that are probably going to be wrong by the end of the year, uh, via Zoom or via you know this virtual reality that we're living in right now. So, hey, you uh, I think you made the right choice, my friend, and for that, I commend you. I appreciate you,
1: Ben, Thank you. It was a selfish mm. choice, really, and I'm glad you re- and I'm glad yes. you recognize it. I hope everyone on the other end recognizes oh. it as well. I could be I could be in training camp right now. There could oh, be no episode. I, I would be snapping the ball to Tom Brady with his fingertips tickling my plums. Mm. Which is the unfortunate reality. of a It
0: is the unfortunate reality of a center but you get intimate with your quarterback. And I guess that's a bond. That's really tough to break. You do. It's a it's a big, bond uh, that's tough shot, to crack. Big shot. Big shotgun. Oh, formation see, big shotgun a tough, it's a tough uh, bond to crack, you know, so. Hmm. Mm. With that, Jay, you have the Rams versus Denver, and you have Denver winning. I got the Rams versus Baltimore, and I got the Rams winning. Let's see how this happens. Let's just see. It's still too early to make these type of predictions, but hey, it is what it is, right?
1: It is what it is, and I think, Asif, that's all she wrote for today. Is there anything else you'd like to add? i got nothing,
0: Jay. If not...
1: Now, we'll get into our transition out of here. Thank you so much for listening today. After all, without you on the other end, there is no show. We could do this a million times, no matter how good we get. It literally does not matter without support from you guys. So, and maybe one girl. So with you out there thank you so much you hold the
0: keys to this show's that's success. right and if you like what you heard you can subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, on spotify we're also on youtube if you want to keep up with all our future episodes we have an instagram page at the riding the bench podcast with a k instead of c in the word podcast
1: and of course if you already are a subscriber maybe that doesn't apply to you and you're looking for another way to help us grow this thing We'd ask that you leave a review. If you're listening to the audio version, whether it be really just Apple and Spotify, I believe, is all that we're on. If you just leave a five-star review. That'll do a lot. Something with the algorithm. I don't know. Someone smart told me that once. And then, of course, if you're watching the YouTube video, you just leave a thumbs up, right? The whole deal. Maybe you share it. Maybe you comment. Whatever you want to do. Engage, right? You engage with a like. You engage with the review. Point being is that press something somewhere. That is surrounding our podcast. audio. That's right.
0: And last of all, if you know anybody who loves the NFL as much as me and Justin do, or as much as you do, share this podcast with that one person. That would really help us out. I and mean, we truly, truly appreciate that. Uh, with that, until next time, my name is Asaf, your resident Eagle fan. Across the camera is Justin, the resident Colts fan. And you just yep. listen to the Riding the Bench podcast. We'll see you back here next time at riding the bench.